Welcome everybody to Brian's Vinyl Records. I'm Brian Thomas and today I'm going to talk a little bit about my strategy for collecting the records and the music that I collect. It's a little different than most people and I don't know that you'd really call me a record collector in the sense that some people think of a record collector. I would call myself more of a music collector. I collect things I like. I don't necessarily collect things to have them right per se if I find things that maybe I am not head over heels in love with say like an ACDC or a Megadeth album and but it's a good deal and things like that I will probably pick that kind of thing up you know you don't get a uh, you know almost a thousand records by just buying what you are interested in only so that being said I just kind of want to go through my thought process in collecting records and what I look for and what bothers and doesn't bother me about record collecting and record when I go out to shop. So first and foremost, I will let you know that unlike most record or vinyl collectors, I am not beholden to needing the most mint or close to mint copy of anything out there that I buy. I just don't care. I want to be able to listen to the music if there are some crackles and pops. I don't mind that. That doesn't bother me. Actually, I kind of like the sound of a few crackles and pops here and there. As long as it's not overpowering the music and drowning the good out of the record, I like a little crackle and a pop here. I think it sounds good. Um, it's one of the lures of vinyl, in my opinion, is you got that little scratch or that, that little bit of noise before the music starts. Now, when it gets to a point of being almost all you hear is the static or the crackle from the record and then at that point I'm not as happy with the record and I don't want that in my collection but if there's just a little bit of noise some crackles here some pops here some you know a little noise in between the, the uh, tracks it doesn't bother me uh, very much at all in fact I, I don't mind it for the most part so when I'm hunting records, there are, is a grading system, the goldmine standard, that people tend to sit through. You know, Mint, you're not going to see. That's basically you have to buy it brand new, factory sealed, and that's the only way you're going to have a Mint record. Near Mint, probably I, I label all the records that I personally purchase as Near Mint records when I put them in my Discogs because I've just opened them for the first time and I'm playing them for the first time and I'm the only one who owns them, so I'm taking care of them. So I know that they're going to stay in pretty good shape. I'm not going to abuse them or anything like that. So I will grade my records that I buy right off the store shelves or from somewhere that are still sealed as near mints. Everything else that I buy, even if it looks like it's brand spanking new, it's going to be labeled as a VG Plus at the most. And that just means that it looks really nice. Very, very good. May have a little bit of mark on it that is from, you know, you know whatever it comes from but it doesn't affect any playing and it's not massive like you're not having a mark across multiple songs it's just a little mark here or there or a, you know a, a scuff or something like that but nothing plays through so i think those are good now when you get into the vgs that's where you're going to have a little bit of surface noise uh, maybe a, a crackle or pop here a mark that looks you know ugly but doesn't affect the play things like that that's where I like to spend most of my money are in the, that area because people don't look at VGs as the best option. But you're going to get great music out of them with a little bit of noise here and there, but it's not going to be overpowering the, the songs and 
the vinyl is going to be in pretty darn good shape and you're going to be able to enjoy the music just as much. So plus you'll get a really good deal. In those situations, you're going to get a really good deal on price because people look kind of down upon a VG um, vinyl. And I don't, I don't, I, I actually collect a lot more VGs than I do anything else. I'll be, obviously I will prefer to grab a VG plus version of a record before I grab a VG, but if a VG is available and the price difference between a VG and a VG plus is five to $10, I'm going to take the VG all day. Because the VG is going to sound just fine. I'm going to hear the music great. And I'm going to save you know a, a bunch of money that way. So those are kind of the selections. Now, I will once in a blue moon grab a record that's rated below VG. A VG minus or a G or a G plus. If it's something I really, really want and I'm not willing to pay a ton of money for. In some cases, I have a few Beatles albums that are probably in the G plus rating scale that you know they have quite a bit of noise and some things like that they don't skip generally when i buy them but they have a lot of noise they're not very pretty to look at but they play and i can hear the music and until i can really go out and afford to buy a very good or very good plus version of that record it'll do it'll, it'll be fine and i have a few of those especially in the beatles records where i got them for 99 cents and for 99 cents I'm not going to complain about that. Um, it sounds fine to my ears. I can play it. Uh, I can clean a lot of that up with my spin clean, things like that, deep cleanings, and get rid of some of that surface noise. You're not going to get rid of scratches and things like that, but you can get rid of some of that surface noise and make it sound a little better. And it does just fine until I can go out and find it. There's some Beatles albums here that I'm hoping will get a Giles Martin treatment like the White Albums and the Sgt. Peppers have gotten recently. And then I'll go pick that up when that comes out and then replace my not as great shape copy. And then I'll be perfectly happy and fine with that. So those are kind of the rating systems we look at. Like I said, I tend to stick in the VG, VG plus range, VG plus all the way if I can afford it, VG if it saves me a bunch of money and because it's going to sound fine. So that's kind of where I look when I'm out uh, hunting some of these vinyl records in, in bins and stores and things like that. Now, 99 cents. Let's talk about 99 cents. Dollar bins. Dollar bin finds are awesome. Many times you'll look in a dollar bin and you will come away with nothing because let's face it, dollar bins are meant for stuff people don't really want. But there are those times where you're going to find gems in a dollar bin and they may have a small imperfection or in a lot of cases, the vinyl will be really dirty, but it cleans up just fine. And it looks great and it plays fine but the cover will be damaged or anything like that. Like a lot of times I find great looking albums with seam split covers or just really some water damage on the covers, worn covers, things like that. To me, I don't care. To me, I don't, I don't mind if the artwork or the cover is not in pristine shape. Like I said, I'm not your typical vinyl collector. I collect the music. And I collect it on vinyl because the vinyl medium is the medium that I enjoy listening to most. So if a cover doesn't look great, but I can pull the vinyl record out and it looks pretty nice, I'm going to buy that album. I'm going to buy that album, especially in a 99 cent bin. And I've collected a lot of 99 cent records that I've been able to clean up and make sound really good. And those are bargains to me. My local record store recently just had a big clearance 99 cent record sale. 
they had probably about 15 to 20 crates filled probably actually more than that filled with records that they were trying to get rid of because they have a vault in the basement and it was overflowing so they had to get rid of some of those records and they do this probably twice a year and I go almost every time because you'll find hidden gems in there so this week past weekend I was able to find 20 albums 20 albums I paid tw less than $20 for 20 albums and they were all almost in really good shape I had one record that was the wrong album inside and I was really bummed normally I will go through and look in fact I did go through and look at them but I didn't pay as much attention as I should to the labels what I paid most attention to was unfortunately the covers and making sure the vinyl itself looked good what I should have done has paid more attention to uh, the labels and luckily for me only one album out of the 20 that I purchased had the Ron record in it and unfortunately for me also it's a record that I already own and in pretty good shape so it's a record I didn't need so I have a record sitting here now uh, it's foreigners head games and it's sitting uh, in a pile because I I have nothing to do with that I don't need it I don't have a cover for it so it does me no good but I have a Toto cover now on an album from Toto that I was hoping to take a listen to because I'm not very familiar with Toto other than the big hits of um, Africa and, and Rosanna. Other than that, not really as familiar with the Toto catalog. So I found four Toto albums for 99 cents each at this sale. So I picked them all up. So now I'm down to three, but that's fine. I'll find it again at some point. No big deal. But anyway, I, I came out with, with 19 records that are in pretty good darn good shape in fact there was only one that had a mark on the album a really small mark that I didn't know if I could get rid of I tried to, to kind of ease it out with some cleaners and things like that it didn't didn't want to budge so uh, the rest of the album was basically VG plus shape so I decided to throw it on the turntable this weekend and, and give it a spin to see if it was really going to affect it because I figured if anything it's probably going to skip at this part which is going to suck and in fact, it was a small little pop for about mm, 30, not even, probably about 10 seconds of the song as it went through it a couple times, and then it was done. And it was a small enough pop where it didn't really bug me, or you wouldn't notice too much unless you were really listening for it. So I, I came out pretty good on that one. Really happy with that. But 19 of those 99 cent records are basically VG to VG plus shape with covers that had a little bit of damage. One of mine had a seam split. One of them had a cover where it came unglued. Simple fixes, man. I mean, I just glued the cover back together. On the other one, I just took a little bit of tape and put it on there to cover the seam splits, and it was fine. Um, not going to bug me at all. As long as the record plays great, I don't care. So like I said, 99 cent sales, dollar bins. Always take a look at those because you never know what you're going to find in them. I've seen people walk out with some very good albums that generally cost quite a bit of money uh, for next to nothing because they did it that way. So, And I've been known to find several, several good deals in 99 cent bins. So let's talk about what I collect and, and, and why I collect it. And basically get down to how I decide if I want to collect an artist's catalog, select titles, or just go for an overall hits compilation if available so greatest hits are great um, they're awesome for people who are into bands but don't want to buy a large catalog so let's take some a band like say the Eagles great band 
Um, there's different opinions on them all out there. I'm a fan of the Eagles. I really like the Eagles. But they're a band who's been around for a long time and has a very large catalog. So as someone who's just gotten into record collecting in this past several years, doesn't have a whole lot of Eagles in his collection, now I have to decide. Do I go out and purchase all of the Eagles albums? Or the Eagles have two greatest hits compilations that they put out that have virtually all the really good songs on them. So do I decide to get that? So what I decided to do was to buy the Eagles Greatest Hits Volume 1 and Volume 2. And those are my great ones. Now, if I come across an Eagles record that's cheap, say $2, $3, I might pick that up, right? So I have a couple Eagles albums, full-length albums in my catalog, the big ones, you know, Hotel California, The Long Run, Desperado. Those are in my collection. But if I'm in the mood for Eagles, more than likely what I'm going to do is reach for that Greatest Hits one or two and put that on and listen to that so the eagles are a band that i like but i'm not a huge huge fan of that i need to have all their albums uh one of the art- other artists so, so like an acdc acdc doesn't really have a greatest hits package but you can find certain things like uh, the iron man 2 soundtrack has a bunch of acdc songs on it um the who made who album is considered by some to be kind of a greatest hits album not really but kind of so you can go out and find things like that but ACDC is my favorite band. So I collect all of their albums that I can get. I don't necessarily go after after bootlegs and things like that because there's a ton of them out there and it would take me forever to get them and it would cost me a ton of money to get them. So um, if there's one on sale or looks cool, I might pick that up. But I'm going for the studio albums and the official releases and things like that. And so I have my ACDC collection pretty well set. I'm now at the point where I want to start getting some of these imports with different covers or different soundtracks on them, uh, things like that. So that's where I'm at with my ACDC collection. Megadeth is another one. Megadeth just put out their Warheads on Foreheads greatest hits compilation. I believe it's four LPs. And, um, you know, I have all the Megadeth that I can get right now. There's, There's more to be had on vinyl. I have the rest on CD, obviously. But for me... I think I passed on Warheads for Foreheads for two reasons. Number one, the price, which honestly for four LPs is not a bad price. It's just that more than I need to spend on albums where I have all those songs for the most part anyway. So I passed on that Greatest Hits because I, I like Melody Enough Enough where I, if I want to hear them, I'm going to find an album of theirs, put it on, and listen to the whole thing. So that's kind of how I go about deciding on things is it an artist i truly love and want to invest a lot of money in if so i'm going to go after their catalog is it an artist i like but not enough to buy all their albums Um, that's an artist that i'm going to go after greatest hits another great example of that is steve miller band steve miller band is great but the only steve miller band album that i have in my collection is his greatest hits 71 to 70 or 74 to 78 album and that's really all I need because those are the Steve Miller songs I really like and enjoy. And I never really got into his band per se on its own and never really heard anything other than the hits that are on that album anyway. So it works out in my personal opinion to just have that one album. So that's another great example. So that's kind of how I go about things. If you're trying to decide what to do on a greatest hits package, 
maybe look into whether you're a massive fan of this artist. Would you spend money to go see them live oh, multiple times? And that's the key. I'll go spend money to see anyone live at least once. But um, do I want to see them over and over again? So, yeah, in the case of like an ACDC, absolutely. A Poison, yeah, I love those guys. A Taylor Swift, absolutely. You know, bands that I really dig or artists I really dig and I will spend money to see them numerous times. I think that's a call to collect the catalog. If it's someone that I think, oh, yeah, they were great. I like them. There's, they got some great songs. Um, and I might go see them in concert. But if they come a second time, am I going to spend the money again because I've already seen them? You know, probably not. Those are the artists that I'm going to look for, a hits package or their top album and, and get that. And that'll be perfectly fine in my case to have just that. Some of the nice things about collecting vinyl these days is a, a lot of the new albums are all coming out on vinyl now. There's a lot of new artists out there to find. And what I really like is if I find an album by an artist, I listen to a lot of radio with my kids and they're into different things. And you know my musical tastes are all over the board. Country pop, hard rock, heavy metal, 70s, 60s, 80s, just everything. And so they like to listen to things like Imagine Dragons and Top 40 type stuff of the their generation. And so we'll listen to a lot of modern alternative rock channels and, and they'll know a bunch of the songs on there. And listening to them, I'll, I'll get into a few things. And it's been a pleasure to kind of discover some new artists this way. I gave up a long time ago on just listening to regular radio and in turn went to talk radio or XM satellite radio, things like that, and podcasting and just my streaming music in the car to the point where I wasn't really listening to a lot of the new music out there. So the kids have kind of helped me get back into listening to music again on the radio and hearing some new stuff. So I found several new artists that way. And what's fun is if you find an artist that you like the song of, you pick up the album or listen to it on a stream. If you like the album, you go get it, and then you see what they have out there. Uh, maybe there's an artist that has several albums out there. A great example of this would be The Revivalists. They came out with a song on the radio that I really enjoyed, and so I picked up their latest album and really liked it uh, quite a bit. And so I went and found another one of their albums that was out there and on sale, and I picked that up and became a fan and so now that's a band i'll probably try to get most of their catalog of if that, if it's available out there so there's different ways to look at things like that but that's kind of how i go about my collection i'll just pick up the albums especially I, I look for deals i look for a lot of deals um, if there's a good deal to be had an album will come home with me if it's an artist that i really like it doesn't have to necessarily be a great deal but if I find an album that I need or want and the price is right, then I'll pick that up. So I'm not about paying, you know, uh, you know, $2 for an album that I may or may not like because I know a song from the artist and giving it a, sh a try. I found several of them that way. I started a George Harrison collection that way. You know, I love the Beatles, but I never really got into George Harrison and his solo stuff. I found one of his albums, I think, for $4 and I said, well, let's give this a try. And it turns out I really liked it. And now I've been collecting all of his solo albums on vinyl. And I have almost all of them at this point and have become a big George Harrison fan. So, I mean, that's kind of thing that I love about digging for records and finding those dollar bin finds or 
finding those you know really inexpensive three two three dollar albums to build a catalog on if it wasn't for two to three dollar albums uh, my catalog or my my collection would be really small right now and only contain things of newer records that I bought brand new uh, because I wasn't willing to give them a chance so don't be hesitating to pay you know a couple bucks here and there especially if you're a discogs buyer and you find a reputable uh, store that you like to buy from when I'm out hunting if I find that they have an album I really want and it's you know 10 or 15 dollars what I'll do is I'll go through look and hunt and peck and add a couple dollar fifty two dollar three dollar albums to the order to kind of spread the money around and make that impact of that one main album I really want less painful and that's how I'm growing my catalog so there's a little insight into how I go about collecting. I hope it was somewhat interesting to you, and I hope you found it helpful in maybe your ideas of collecting and, and how you go about collecting. Maybe maybe you have a different method. I'd love to hear about it, and you could definitely hit me up on the social medias. I got the Twitter. It's at Brian's Vinyl Rec. I'm on Instagram, Brian's Vinyl Records. I'm on Facebook, Brian's Vinyl Records, and I'm on YouTube as Brian's Vinyl Records, obviously. So, you know, if you have any, you know, suggestions on this, you can always send me an email, records at gmail.com, or send me a message on the social media, post on my Facebook page, whatever you feel like doing. I'd love to hear your opinions on how you go about collecting albums and what you look for. Are you one of the people who just really wants it to be in pristine shape? Are you a collector? Do you actually get the albums to collect them? So it doesn't matter what, but I know there's a lot of people who have multiple, multiple copies of certain albums. I don't typically collect multiple versions of albums on purpose. There are some that I will pay a little more to get special editions of and things like that and have a, a second copy in my collection. But I know there's a lot of, uh, of collectors out there who do and have, you know, 10, 15, 16, 17, 20, 30 different pressings of a particular album that they love. And I think that's pretty cool. So, you know, tell me about your record collection and your habits and what you do. I'd love to hear about it. I want to thank you very much for listening. Like I said, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I put a YouTube video up weekly with the... Uh, showing you some of the records that I've purchased in the last uh, several weeks or months to kind of give you a view of what I've been grabbing lately. It's called Vinyl Editions, and it comes out on Mondays. So please go ahead and head over to YouTube, search for Brian's Vinyl Records, and if you like it, please subscribe. I'd love to have you on as a subscriber. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of the Brian's Vinyl Records podcast. I thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast. It helps other people find it. Spread the word. Follow me on Facebook and share the post if you are so inclined. I thank you again and look forward to talking to you again in the near future. Keep spinning, Vinyl Friends. (laughs) 